Welcome back to the Writer's Nook Podcast. I'm Hannah Bauman, editor and writing coach. And I'm Leah Davis, a fantasy and romance writer. Now that we've gotten a few episodes into the podcast, should we tell them a bit more about ourselves in this episode? I suppose proper introductions are finally in order. So if you follow me anywhere on social media, you know that I have an intense love for both coffee and video games and my two cats, Iggy and Riker. I'm also an avid tennis player and I've been playing since I was four years old. So that is over 20 years at this point. Yes. Um, My two favorite bands are the Foo Fighters and BTS. Yes, I like both hard rock and K-pop. What can I say? I enjoy a variety of things and appreciate all kinds of art. Um, I've also got an appreciation for travel and the ephemeral. I grew up in an Air Force family. My dad was an officer for 20 years. So for the better part of my adolescence, I was always moving to new places and meeting new people and experiencing new things. And those things really shaped my curiosity about the world, my desire to learn about new places and cultures, and to read everything that I could. I think we grew up reading some of the same books, too, because I know you're a Tamara Pierce fan. Yes, we, yes. If you have not read Tamora Pierce's, or is it Tamara? I don't know how to pronounce her first name properly. But if you have not read her fantasy books, I highly recommend them to everyone listening. Yeah, they were very formative to me in my younger years. That and uh, Garth Nix's Real Sabriel series. Okay, I haven't read that one. So good. Okay. While I lived outside rural New York once or twice in my life, my heart always returns here. Maybe the riverfront towns with pirate festivals and actual castles burst my love for fantasy. I also love unhealthy amounts of coffee, my two cats, Hex and Luna, and liminal spaces. What are liminal spaces, you ask? They're spaces that are transitional, not quite their own. I think of it as the in-between from fairy mythology. It could be a grocery store at 3 a.m., a mall when all the stores are closed, or an airport. It's always a place where you feel slightly disconnected from the world. Cool. Oh, I love that. How poetic. Last episode, we talked about what makes an idea. It was all about the stage, the characters, and the plot. By now, you might have a rough idea of what you want to write about. It doesn't have to be refined, though. That's what we're here to help you with today. An idea is enough to get you started, but turning it into a concept will add a spark to your writing. Harry Potter wasn't just the boy who lived. He was a boy who knew nothing about the wizarding world. He wasn't a baby wizard who survived this horrible attack and then grew up learning magic, but one who had no idea about his true heritage or what he was capable of. By adding depth and contrast to your idea, you were turning it into a concept. Oh, that's a good example. Because the boy who lived knew nothing about the wizarding world, the reader got to see it through the lens of awe and confusion. Harry's lack of knowledge about this world not only gave him a different way of thinking, but often put him at a disadvantage. This helped to heighten tension for the reader. Would Harry properly use the flu powder, or would he end up in the wrong part of town at just the right time? Put more simply, or for those of us who, like me, have never read Harry Potter but maybe saw the movies instead, you want to take your basic ideas for character, plot, and world and transform them into a concept that gives your depth work, variety, and a unique twist. How do you do that, you ask? That can sound really daunting, so we're going to take a closer look at the different facets that make up 
a concept. Let's start by looking at your characters, as this ties both into their development and your plot. Ask yourself what their goals are and what they have to do and or are willing to do in order to achieve those goals. So if we want to look at another popular series, The Hunger Games, that's a really good example. Katniss is a teenager trying to feed her family while not drawing the attention of a tyrannical government. Her initial goal is to feed and protect her family. What is she willing to do? Break laws and risk her own neck to do so. She is driven by love and the urge to protect her family now that her father, their caretaker, is dead. We see early on who Katniss is and that she's willing to go far to protect the people she loves. How do we use that trait to our advantage in the plot? This is where you get to have fun and throw tons of obstacles at your characters. After all, if a novel's only plotline was going hunting to feed a family, that's not a book. That's a few paragraphs and super boring. The rabbit got away, but I found these five blackberries isn't exactly a best-selling phenomenon. No, it definitely is not. That is not a book that I would want to read. (laughs) But throw in challenges that directly challenge the character's goals, and now you've started to deepen your concept. How can life become more difficult for your characters? What are the various challenges they might come up against? Conflict and tension are the cornerstones of storytelling. No conflict, no plot. After all, if your characters aren't fighting against something, whether it's a dragon or an army or their own mind or whatever, you really have no story. So come up with ways that you can make your life harder to add more conflict and tension. Let's go back to Katniss and the Hunger Games. We're assuming most people have either read the books or seen the movies at this point, so I'm not even going to bother to give you a spoiler alert. When her little sister's name gets called for the games, you know, the super savage child versus child gladiatorial battle, Katniss volunteers in her place. There's a threat to her sister or the one she loves and wants to protect. So she's once again going to do what she has to in order to achieve her goal. But there's more because it can't be that simple. When she's training for these games, she befriends a little girl, Rue, and Peta, the boy from her town, for the battle. So now she's faced with the difficult task of possibly having to kill them to save herself and her sister. How is that for conflict? People she's growing to love and also wants to protect, well, now she's got to choose between them. Of course, there are other things Katniss goes through throughout the story, but for the sake of time, we're just going to cover the major events. The point is that Katniss, her hard life, and the games, which were the initial idea, start turning into a concept with all of these obstacles that she faces. They tie into both the world and her character development. So besides throwing obstacles at your characters, you need to also add some plot twists. A plot twist will not only subvert your reader's expectations, but add a healthy dose of fun while you're drafting. After a while, the narrative might feel predictable. We have a vast access to all sorts of media, including a wide array of stories. Many narratives have been told, and people often read their favorite version over and over. A great way to subvert a reader's expectations is a twist. Now I won't go into any twists because no one likes spoilers, and the best part is always the twist. It's too early to plot the kind of twist that will leave your readers gasping in surprise. In this stage, we can focus on twists that will add something new to your genre. Try to think of the ways a story like yours has been told. What are the common tropes? How can you turn those on their head in ways that surprise readers? 
Fairy tales are stories we all understand these days, from you-know-what to the stories we were told at bedtime. Their tropes are easily identifiable. In Beauty and the Beast, the Beast is always a man. Well, what if the cursed half of the party was a woman? What if Peter Pan was the villain? What if Sleeping Beauty entered a dream zone when she was cursed? Now, don't do things just because they're different. Choose options that excite you, that make the story fresh for you. That way, every time you sit down at the computer, you're still happy with what you're doing. There are many more ways to build on your concept and add depth to your story, but start with your characters and adding a new twist to your genre and plot. After all, if you try to add everything at once, you're going to get super overwhelmed. You can even think of this as building a layered cake. You need to have a good base, characters, and an interesting plot before you can add any of the top layers, like your frosting or your decorations. Ooh, I do love cake as much as I love books. Ooh, cake and books sounds like a really good night. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, I encourage you guys to maybe make some cake as you start to work on your next story. Next time, we're going to discuss how you can use secrets and subplots to further the development in your story. That sounds like an amazing episode title, doesn't it? Secrets and Subplots? That honestly sounds like my kind of episode. If you want to know how both will help strengthen your manuscript, subscribe to the Writer's Nook podcast on your favorite app. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and pretty much everywhere else you find podcasts. And if you have questions, want to chat with us, or suggest a podcast topic in the meantime, you can find us on social media at Writer's Nook Pod or email us at podcast at btleditorial.com. We love hearing from you guys. See you next time. Thanks to purpleplanetmusic.com at www.purple-planet.com for our intro and outro music.